0: Oh, you made it. You're finally here. Welcome to Half Cocktails, a place where we have a great time celebrating science, the social contract, and just plain old congeniality. Dare I say a place where we seek a path to peace, prosperity, and exploration amongst the stars. What I'm talking about is an all-inclusive society, meaning if you're not on board with the, the understanding that we all agree to shared rules, norms, and respect, we're not even obligated to consider your opinion. Because the social contract is that important to a civil society. I'm your friend and host, Dan, the worshipping Dionysus man, sipping on some signs today with a, an immersive, immutable drink. Welcome any new listeners just joining us today. We hope you're doing well and having a good time. With me today is uh, Ron. Ron, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing quite well, sir. How are you?
0: Oh, fantastic. I uh, had, had a very fun January, had the in-laws come and stay. It was just such a great visit.
1: Fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, we released a nice Mormon-intensive episode last week. Uh, gave everybody uh, that, that nice weekend off. Uh, yeah, I think it went really well.
1: Yeah, yeah it was a, I I I've that a good a listen. It was a poisty, entertaining ride.
0: If that was your, your, <laughs> your first foray into the show, you'll be probably pleasantly surprised, I hope, with the format today. Uh, stay tuned until the end of the show. We've got three work hacks that leave bosses fuming. Until then, uh, uh, today's show brought to you by Dunder Mifflin, the people, papers, paper, the paper, people's paper. God, I can't even <laughs> can't even read today. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have some fact checking. Take a quick look back at uh, Roe v. Wade decision on January twenty second, nineteen seventy three. Uh, of course, we do encourage you to reach out to us at halfcocktails at gmail dot com. Maybe uh, you want to send us a text message or a phone call voicemail. That's fine. 443-499-8253. But be careful. We'll probably uh, talk about any listener communication right here in this segment. And in fact, Ron, we had a comment we didn't get to uh, because, you know, we had the Mormon release last week. But uh, when we were talking about common sense, Right. Yes. Uh, We had uh, Robert over on our Discord uh, bring up the very uh, salient point. He's been wondering how much uh, impact the violence behind the American independence has on our current society. Hmm. Uh, Obviously, that wouldn't account for all the violence we're dealing with, but uh, he points out our country's origin story does model conflict resolution with bloodshed.
1: Yes, we are pretty much birthed by violence. And as are most nations, I expect, in the grand scheme of things.
0: And unless, unless it was a time where you were hunter-gatherer, like moving into a pristine valley untouched by humans.
1: <laughs> Those were the days. You're taking
0: the domain from like a, another creature, right?
1: Right. You know, the, the good old days, life was great. Then you were, you know, 30 and old and grizzled, eaten by a bear.
0: Good time. Good time. Good time. I actually, you know, I like uh, civilization because of that yeah uh, you know yeah. uh the, the comforts it provides me it's amazing. <laughs> uh, back to to robert's comment he asked the question i wonder what would have been different if the founding fathers had instead advocated for peaceful protest to gain more rights and freedoms it would have taken far longer to achieve independence and we'd be missing a holiday but would be would we be any better or worse off now would we be india that's that that was the first thing that came to my mind mm-hmm. like india also had to fight for their freedom like Britain didn't one day say, hey, you know, why don't you guys rule yourselves? We're tired of this. Uh, I'm not I'm not uh, privy to Canadian independence, but uh, I wonder if they didn't piggyback off of ours. Because, I mean, they are still firmly in the Commonwealth. Uh, they were granted the right to self-government in 1867, hmm. but did not gain full legal autonomy until 1931. Okay, so they did get there. Yes. And I don't remember any violent war where Canada fought for their independence.
1: Though the, though the monarchy is still on their currency.
0: Yeah, they, they still got the queen on their currency, right? Uh, great question, Robert. Great question. I think could be delved into a lot deeper than we have time for here. Uh, Definitely. But, uh, keep, keep them coming. Keep them coming. All right. But for now, I think it's time for that quick look back to Roe v. Wade. Nothing would be better than a look at days of yester in our time machine. All right. Roe v. Wade, January 22nd, 1973. Landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court when they first gave the sweeping general protection of the right to have an abortion. It struck down many existing abortion laws. uh, And it's been part of the ongoing abortion debate in the United States ever since. And I mean, this happened long ago, long enough (laughs) ago that I have never until 2022 uh, live, lived in a country with that, right. Yeah. Uh, And, and, you know, I think, I think if we're not, there, we're, we're close to the vast majority of women alive in the United States, grew up with this right. And it is now gone. But we'll get to that. Of course, if you're not aware of that, <laughs> spoiler alert, <laughs> shit is going down. Uh, uh, wake up. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's heard of it, I'm sure. Uh, the little history behind the case. Uh, Jane Rowe was a woman named Norma McCorvey. She, in 1969, got pregnant with her third child. She wanted to have an abortion because, you know, the typical I can't afford this kid in Mm -hmm. money or time kind of thing. Uh, But she lived in Texas and it was illegal except when necessary to save the mother's life, Uh, which even then you have to convince, uh, you know, you have to convince the right people that it's really going to save your life, not your doctor.
1: Usually an old white man.
0: You have to convince some bureaucrats, right? Mm uh not some doctors well this this woman had like lawyers were shopping for the right client right like so a group of lawyers came to her and were like hey we're gonna sue uh to get you that abortion yes this is often what big groups will do when they're trying to push something at the supreme court like this isn't just part of what abortion did no this is this is how supreme court rulings work these big court cases oftentimes it's not uh uh, just one court case slowly working its way up it's an issue that's being debated and fought over in courts ongoing and lawyers want to find the best case to represent so it can go all the way to the supreme court and get a solid ruling so that's what her lawyers, Sarah Weddington, Linda Coffey, were uh, were doing. It, it It eventually came before a three-judge court in the U.S. District Court of Northern Texas, uh, and that ruled in her favor, and that got appealed to the Supreme Court. And January 22nd, 1973, they issued a seven-to-two decision in McCorvey's favor, holding that the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment provides a fundamental right to privacy. And that right protects a pregnant woman from the government stepping in and preventing an abortion. It also held that the right to abortion was not absolute; it had to be balanced against the government's interests, the government's interests in protecting women's health and pre- prenatal life. Uh, so it did it did resolve a lot of competing interests by announcing those the pregnancy trimester timetable to govern abortion regulations in the United States. Basically, said said this court says. First trimester, the right to abortion is fundamental, and it's just a matter of privacy between the woman and her doctor. Absolutely right. It was that was huge. That was so huge. We cannot uh, under undercut the importance of that. I think uh, that right to privacy between you and your doctor is being so eroded today. It's maddening, and I don't mean just with the the. the, the The overturning of Roe v. Wade in 2022 by the uh, uh, Dobbs Dobbs v. Jackson uh, Mm -hmm. overturned it in 2022. Uh, But think about what we're seeing with the trans rights where people go to their doctor. Adults go to their doctor and they want uh, some specific surgeries and treatments. And we're seeing states enact laws saying, no, doctor, you can't you can't do that. We're going to step in. And we're going to violate the privacy of this patient and this doctor and, and, and the, those procedures. We're going to step in and say,
2: but, but
1: party of small government. Yeah,
0: right. This is the p- pushed by the party who used to be the party of small government. They're clearly not, Ron. They're clearly not.
1: Now it's, we're, we're going to be all up in your business because it's our business for whatever there reason. There is
0: no other way to legally define what's happening then you're invading this per- people's business and their privacy. Uh, things that the government mm-hmm. should not have any fucking say in, right? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you want to go to a plastic surgeon, get your nose done. Maybe, maybe you want to get the skin tightened on your neck. Maybe you want a facelift. Maybe you want Botox. Well, guess what? That's between you and your doctor, okay? You want to tell people, like, they can't have a plastic surgery? Um, I'm sorry. It's this just ridiculous.
2: It's,
1: it is ridiculous. Uh
0: and that's that's where we're at. This this ruling set in place uh nineteen seventy-three, almost fifty years of legal precedent. Now, legal precedent is a is a really important thing to understand here. And it's basically my 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 favorite analogy is precedent is saying I'm not gonna pull any cards out below where this house of cards is being built, right? Precedent is in order for the constitutional framework and court structure to function properly and for, ev- for people to make sense of laws and for people and businesses and the government and the states all to understand how these laws work and how they're going to play out with a reasonable expectation in court. Precedent is if a higher court has ruled this then that is now how we're going to rule going forward.
1: It's consistency, structural consistency.
0: Structural consistency. Without it, we have chaos. And that's where we're at today. Chaos, because going against precedent, now Texas can pass a law saying white Mm -hmm. women and black men can't get married. It's coming somewhere. And where the that that couple would used to have a right to privacy in their lives and their business, well, we've we've started overturning precedents. So there's no explicit law saying a black man can marry a white woman. the The way the rights work with the Ninth and the Fourteenth Amendment is is there's implied rights. If it's not explicitly written, it that's basically what the Ninth. the the entire text of the ninth amendment is the enumeration in the constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people meaning you have rights that we didn't talk about right we don't have time to list every single right you have so the idea is there are implied rights retained by the people and one of those Rights and privileges is to mm-hmm. marry whomever you choose, right? Like that's that's not. I mean, well, they they had to fight that in in terms of gender, and we got there, and that's why people are are, are very much afraid. We we only recently established the legality of gay marriage, and I believe mm-hmm. that was done in the courts. Yeah, all fifty states in two thousand fifteen through various court re, re, rulings, uh, mm-hmm. and many of them direct popular votes, and because. Even though states have separate marriage laws, they have to adhere to rulings by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court recognized marriage as a fundamental right guaranteed Mm -hmm. by the due process clause and equal protection clause of the 14th Amendment. So that's why people are scared other rights are going to go away. They are under attack because... The current current Supreme Court has said it doesn't matter what rights you had. Precedent doesn't matter anymore. It's
1: unpredictable.
0: Every it's the Wild West. Due process, right to privacy, equal protection—it's all up to their new interpretation. uh, All under attack. And and I might add, it's really frustrating to have watched this and been paying attention. The last three Supreme Court justices that were appointed to the court all had to sit in confirmation hearings. Mm-hmm. And they all said, we understand precedent. We know how fucking important it is. Lied, And they, they lied. You know, I, I actually ta- got in a big fight with my extremely right wing Christian nationalist father. And I brought that point up and he said, you know what, Dan, everybody knew who they were and how they were going to eventually vote. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, it, it was on me to not believe them? <laughs> I, I walked out of the restaurant at that point. Right. Very like, angry. Oh my God. Like, it's on me to know you're lying <laughs> right. and not trust your word. It's my fault. That's
1: where we're at. Victim shame. Oh, shaming. I
0: forgot. <laughs> Jesus said, don't lie unless people know you're lying.
1: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> Good Lord. The logic. The logic it hurts. Which one which one of us believes in Jesus here, asshole? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Uh uh hopefully we'll get those those rights back in the future. We need to enshrine them in law. Yes. That's that's, that's sure. the way you undo a Supreme Court decision, is you have to do a new law. But we have to, as a country, decide which political party it's going to give us more rights and which is stripping them away. And then we need to vote out the one taking uh, away our rights. Yeah. Yes. Right. That's that. If that happens, we can get something passed in Congress and signed by the president into law. And boom, we, we have Roe v. Wade enshrined in legislation. We'll, hope, we'll need it. Sadly. Apparently the ninth amendment doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything anymore. So you have to put speci- everything specific, you know, gay marriage.
1: Yeah. Everything has to be
0: spelled the out. The Right. You, you have a right to modify your body as you see fit. Right. Like I don't like gauge earrings personally. I don't like looking at them. I think like, I don't like them. I don't get them. They're not for me, but you know mm-hmm. what? It's your fucking body. You do what you want to it. Yeah. I'm right. You, oh, my not liking it shouldn't, affect your ability to get it done correct it's your business it's fucking your business end of story ah anyway that's uh that's a quick run through roe v wade um the other oh the other thing uh i forgot to mention as i was going through it um the the whole first trimester thing dawn of time Mm -hmm. generally speaking the idea was baby's not alive until the quickening do you, are you familiar with that term, the quickening? Yes. Uh, uh, it's the moment in pregnancy when a pregnant woman starts to feel the fetus's movement in the uterus. Uh, some, sometimes it can be misattributed to like gas or hunger pains. But generally speaking, women who are pregnant begin to feel the baby moving at the end of the first trimester. So that's that's kind of where they got that from. Uh, And and Mm -hmm. in their in their decision, if you dive into what the justices were talking about, like they were very aware, like there's a medical, theological, philosophical debate as to when life begins. And we, the court, can't decide that all we can do is go with the way society has been accepting it for as long as we uh, have had an American society, which was life begins the quickening.
2: And for you
1: biblical scholars out there, I think uh, confirm this for me if i'm mistaken but i have I have heard that it is definitely uh, represented in the Bible that uh, uh, a child is not alive until it has been born and, and I do believe that is in scripture. I believe there are some passages, but uh, I am not familiar with which one
0: we we've got uh, Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 lord god formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul
1: when he took his first breath
0: right job 33 verse 4 spirit of god has made me and the breath of the almighty gives me life ezekiel 37 uh, chapter 37 verses 5 and 6 thus says the lord god to these bones behold i will cause breath to enter you and you shall live and I will lay sinews upon you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. Uh, yeah. So several dis- different instances which the Bible sp- explicitly says it begins with breath. I mean, and let's not let's not forget that the Bible also gives instructions on when to do an abortion. Yeah. Like li- literally in the Old Testament, Correct. it's like, oh, did you have a baby? Are you pregnant out of wedlock? <laughs> okay, here's what you do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Old Testament God killed tons of kids. He's all about <laughs> it. All about it. All right. <laughs> let's, uh, so let's talk about some modern news.
2: It's time for some news from our point of view. We'd even be glad
0: if we could have. A two.
2: It's time for some news.
0: All right, Ron. I got to tell you, the, the big news for me is we found alien life. Boom. Tell me more. Fucking leg- legit alien life. I'm not talking UFOs, landing. That would, of course, everybody would know about it. <laughs> you would not be finding out about it here. <laughs> uh, the james Webb telescope uh is just and I had no idea it's just super fucking incredible telescope that is using uh multiple different instruments to to peer out into space in ways we've not been able to do uh ever before and with better clarity and in, in fact there's one distant galaxy where they were like oh that's we're getting too much." Gas. It doesn't make sense with the big bang. bang how much gas could be there. And then the James Webb looks at this and finds it's not one giant nebula. It's three nebulas that are close together that uh, we just couldn't make out the clarity mm-hmm. until the James Webb got there. Uh really, really amazing stuff. So so this telescope, uh it's got different infrared instruments, spectrographs and cameras. They are observing Uh, absorption spectra. Basically, they're able to capture like chemical fingerprints from stars and planets uh, and whatnot, right? And they found this planet that's 124 light years away. It's K2-18b. Those scientists, (laughs) really great at naming these. There aren't enough of those in Star Trek, by the
1: way. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to planets k 5 12 c oh it's always we're going to devon 4 right right cestus 3 cestus (laughs)
0: 3 cestus 3 right 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 exactly okay so this this planet they check it out and they're like holy shit okay this thing it's in the goldilocks zone so the temperature's right for life it's a high world so it's an ocean world it's got a hydrogen rich atmosphere but with full of water and now they've shown that it's got dimethyl sulfide. Ooh. That only comes on Earth. That only comes from biological processes. <laughs> awesome. Okay. In our in our Earth's sulfur cycle, uh, the ocean, plankton eats stuff, shit it out. Bacteria eat the plankton shit, turn it into dimethyl sulfide. Lots of scientists were very much not on board. In fact, the uh article that I've pulled up has been updated with uh uh experts are pushing back against the the, the reporting <laughs> including one source quoted by the magazine who says her remarks were taken out of context. Sure. So so they're they're backpedaling because it could be it could be pr- the dimethyl sulfide could come from uh, a process that we don't understand that doesn't exist.
1: Oh, most definitely
0: to yeah. us, right? Like it might not be plankton it you know it could be a chemical reaction between two other elements like we can make it in a lab it's going to take years before a scientist in the field will come out and say no we have definitively there's no other explanation this is life
1: right But, but what a possibility but to
0: somebody like me sitting here and being like it's the goldilocks zone it's a fucking ocean planet the that would be that would be one of the one of the signs of life on an ocean planet. Right. A pretty good chance, right? It's the best chance I think we've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I would agree.
0: Sadly, we'll, uh, we gotta get faster than light like, travel if we're gonna find out, right?
1: If that's even possible.
0: I hope so. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Me too. Me too. It, it's it's way 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 more probable then aliens are visiting us right now and they're just covering it up.
2: No, I think
1: it's most likely likely if we are visited by extraterrestrial intelligence that will be in the form of robotics, AI, sending out probes that can interact with other beings.
0: Right, because that's the safe way for an alien race to
1: do it. Right. We have to get a biological life form across vast distances in time that that really decreases your odds of having a successful mission i would expect but you know send an ai send a robot
0: yeah n- now now i'm getting in the star trek episode territory I'm like <laughs> yeah and then what if they're dead by the time we get their robot uh, <laughs> but that's what we do with our satellites and mm-hmm. rovers and shit we're sending our robots into space yeah to, you know they're we're always preceding
1: us yeah on, on mars so we're the alien
0: right in our own backyard but that, that that's 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 funny we are aliens on mars but if, if when i think about like galactic exploration I'm like oh mars yeah that counts it's the same solar system
1: right it's yeah. like yeah we assume <laughs> it's already ours
0: it's already <laughs> ours
1: well,
0: all of them are yes they found they just found giant giant chunks of ice in, on mars did you
1: uh-huh. hear about that Yeah, I think I read it was uh, enough uh, water to cover the surface of Mars under about uh, six feet of water. Incredible, right?
0: It makes me think, do do you think that, do you know, was Mars in the Goldilocks zone at one point and they just kind of drifted away? Like, what happened, Mars?
1: Yeah, I mean, from what I've read, Mars at one point would have been a fairly habitable planet. Uh, Yeah. They lost their magnetic field. Oh. That caused them to lose most of their atmosphere lost a lot of their water. Climate change, bro. And, uh, you know, I th-
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And a lot of the water that we see that's locked up that they just discovered now is, you know, uh, equatorial. And, uh, uh, how would that happen? Well, it, uh, I think there's evidence that Mars has, um, changed its, um, its rotation or or changed its tilt, um, uh, several times in, Deep history over the last several billion years, uh, which would have made that equatorial area uh, a pole at one point in time, as, at least as far as its uh, its relationship to the position of the sun, uh, where you could accumulate this vast amounts of ice. But it's equatorial now, but couldn't right. have been when it when it developed as ice.
0: It didn't. It didn't start that way. Couldn't have. No. Wow, that fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. Uh, uh, They're also further further space technology news. We recently had two lunar missions, um, one by the Japanese Space Agency, and one by Astrobotic, a company out of Philadelphia.
1: Mixed results so far. <laughs> With
0: mixed results, uh, uh, yeah. The, the Japanese Space Agency did land on the moon. They actually made it there. Uh, uh, they they've got a little BB eight. 88 to rolling robot to, to pick up rocks. Like they're, they're, it's a geological expedition. They want to they see if they can link moon rocks to the earth, right? They want to, they're, they're probing like the origins of the moon and stuff. Uh, but that's the less interesting story. Uh, they do have, although they do have a really cool lunar module uh, that they call the moon sniper. It, it, it earlier landed on an, a tiny asteroid uh, with lower gravity. And, and when they did make it to the moon, they had an accident in landing. Uh, I believe they, they also lost some fuel, but they, they managed to land successfully. They're moving forward. But the astrobotic uh, very loudly protested by native groups because one of their missions, you know, p- private American company with like many different missions in the payload and one of them being taken human remains to the moon. burial Mm -hmm. and native groups who believe that the remains need to be they're part of the earth and need to come back to the earth they were very offended the public protest yeah that one uh that one had some issues after takeoff burnt up a ton of fuel and they weren't able to land so they did a control burn and all those remains back on earth
1: including gene ruddenberry remains was
0: did he have remains on that on this rocket he did but
1: he's already i think has had parts of his remains uh, sent up a couple other times i think the same company as well oh interesting this is the first time he fa- his one of his samples has failed so he's already out there i think james Dewan's out there too
0: I, how weird how weird would it be to be like a creative or or an actor uh, uh, you know, somebody write, write wrote a book, or story, or a show, and or you're an actor, and like they're like your remains have to go to space, what? and you're like <laughs> one of the NASA scientists and shit, and people are like, who? <laughs> 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 <It'd> be infuriating. <laughs> oh, what are the guys who actually played a part in doing it? No, we don't give a
2: shit. No, no. But
0: did no. you play it on TV?
1: <laughs> or did you just stay at a Holiday in the Express? <laughs> or did you?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh uh but in in uh uh non-space news a uh, couple of, couple of really cool stories hit my radar. We found uh, we found uh Swiss and Greek uh archaeologists found a temple to Artemis in Greece. Ooh. that still had a bunch of gold and silver jewelry intact. Wow. Mo- one of the more uh special altars shaped like a horseshoe uh even had fucking ashes and old bones and shit still inside it Damn.
1: unrated tombs are hard to come by yeah it's it's such like that's that's immediately where my head went like
0: the locals knew about this place and they didn't ma- they didn't pillage the whole thing right that's that's so rare <laughs> uh it was built on an older one that that had some bronze figurines and uh a clay clay bull head that was 3,500 fucking years old hey uh, as old as they you know they gave it a range like 2,500 and 3,500 uh that was intact too and it was a, a structure that this one got built on uh sadly it was destroyed by a fire oh. and in the 6th century bc and then they built a new one uh, 100 feet long sanctuary of Amarisia Artemis at Amaranthos. Uh, really really amazing stuff. It show it shows that they were trading with Asia already with some of the fittings they found.
1: That's really fucking cool.
0: Not not you know ar- archaeology probably not the same as the space science but it's definitely one that uh kind of fl- floats my boat. Mm-hmm. I, I I love good archaeology. And the the story i wanted to to get end on um i don't know if you heard anything about the woolly mammoths up in alaska
2: i don't believe i have
0: so they've got this this site uh that's got a bunch of like mammoth mummified mammoths (laughs) and you, you know uh the bones and tusks and they've taken the tusk from one of the mammoths that they've nicknamed Elma up at uh, the University of Alaska Fairbanks. And uh, they discovered this specimen in 2009. It was called the Swan Point Archaeological Site. It's where they're getting all these mammoths, all these mammoths, a, a, a cluster of mammoths, where they got this specific one. Um, they're using isotope an- analysis. And I didn't realize this, but apparently the mammoth tusk grows at a constant steady daily rate which means every meal they eat gets mapped into their tusk
1: whoa that's incredible it's a record of their meals
0: they're like their fucking tusk is literally like a journal of, of their nutrition could you imagine going to your nutritionist and having to be like all right Lucy <laughs> Tusk, dude you are eating like shit i could say don't even lie to me chili cheese fries four times in one week, you motherfucker. <laughs> your your heart's going to explode. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh so they're using the strontium isotope because it's super stable, it decays at a set rate. And they they, they, they so they they're mapping this tusk using strontium isotopes, analyzing the isotopes being like, "Okay, okay, it had this much, this much." And then they 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 compare that To the U.S. Geological Survey and they can actually map where Elma went, traveled, how she traveled, where she was. Where she ate, yeah. Where she ate because, you know, as they eat the grass and shit because they're just fucking elephants with hair. Yeah. uh, uh, You get dirt and minerals so the rocks that were around ended up in their tusks, the strontium. And so, like, they're able to say, like, oh, my God. okay, so this strontium is decayed this much. That's just like these rocks over here. (laughs) Then they took the archaeological map of the prehistoric Alaskan people and overlaid that on top. And lo and behold, they line up. Yeah,
1: fantastic.
0: Old school Alaskans were mammoth followers. Mm, Mammoth hunters. Absolutely. for sure and now and now like we i mean it's easy to assume that I, mm-hmm. I know some people might just be rolling their eyes like well of course they're going where the food is but but we actually like a detective mystery pieced it together right. and have proven it
1: so many like, evidence not just assume
0: fucking perry mason in court can actually prove your honor these humans relentlessly hunted <laughs> these mammoths beyond a shadow of a doubt <laughs> that no doubt yeah uh and it's it's crazy they they had to use and, and and I don't think we would have been able to do this in the past cuz they're using fucking molecular tools they're analyzing yeah, no. the isotopes they're doing dna analysis radiocarbon dating all triangulating it
1: fuck that's high level shit
0: oh yeah yeah so i'm i'm all i'm all for anything shedding light on extinct animals i i do think it would be fun to uh you know clone and revive the mammoth but uh is it moral, ethical, and legal quandary yes. facing facing the day?
1: Pretty soon we'll have fucking Jurassic Park, and that never ends well. Have you seen the movies?
0: <laughs> I have. I have. TikTok user Justin Nichols uh, says he, he'd like to learn more about a few uh, other than the mammoth. He'd like to learn about the bison antiquus, the panthera atrox, the ground sloth, uh dire wolf giant beaver it's like damn
1: so the other all the other megafauna of that age yeah
0: like a hit list of the good ones right like all the greatest hits like uh, i honestly i think that the weirdly the giant sloth is my favorite like
1: i think we need to um do a, a an episode on location at the la brea tar pits and talk about uh the, the extinct megafauna. that'd be fucking cool they have a delightful dire wolf exhibit there Fascinated me as a kid there, uh, learning that uh, many canine species have penis bones. Mm. Never knew that until visiting the carpets and, oh, direwolf. dire wolf. Wow, is that where boner comes from?
0: <laughs> oh, shit. It is where boner comes from.
1: And apparently most canids have that, and most a lot of mammals have that. Great selection tool for uh, being able to uh, select for uh, healthy offspring in humans, yeah. if If you're not healthy enough to maintain an erection for penetrative sex, you know, without the help of a rigid structure in there, you know, you're going to have healthy offspring.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's really what the the penis bone does in all these different animals, right? It's like instant erection. The bone just slides into place.
1: It's fully hydraulic for humans. So, you know, if you're not operating on all cylinders, you have some heart problems, you're not going to be able to impregnate your mate.
0: I've definitely had enough booze to wear... I've experienced that. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Why isn't this working? Why can't a bone just slide into place and I'm ready to go? Stupid beer. Whiskey dick. Yeah, yeah. I should think it was wine at the time. Ah, That's irrelevant.
2: <laughs> that's a different show. <laughs>
0: that's a different show. All right. Let's, Uh, I, you know what time it is, Ron? What time is it? I think it's fact-checking time. Oh,
2: Check in time. Cross my
0: heart and hope to die. Stick the needle in my eye. Here's
2: the proofs that all the kids call fact check-in time.
0: Alright. So. So as you know, fact check in time is a quiz where I present three fact-checked news stories and three news stories that I'm going to pretend like they were fact-checked, and Ron has to tell me. I'm going to present two at a time. has to tell me which one was actually fact-checked on a website and which one was just a news story that I'm making sound like it was fact-checked. Are you ready, Ron?
1: Yes, bring it on.
0: Bringing it on. Okay. Either Greta Thunberg is rich as hell, the climate activist, social media claims, Saying she is worth 18 million dollars. She owns many cars and houses. And basically her money is not where her mouth is. Or it is. She's, she's doing this for money. So what
1: right. a hypocrite. Right. right.
0: What a hypocrite. Or that uh, social media claim that billionaires are completely unconcerned about a Donald Trump presidency. At the Davos. Convention
2: in Switzerland. Okay, I am going to say the fact-check one is going to be the Greta article there. Uh, I, I do
1: believe the, the Davos folks are pretty unconcerned about the <laughs>
0: that. That that is correct. Uh, uh, ding ding. The uh, <laughs> the European CEOs are more concerned than American ones. Uh, even Jamie Dimon, CEO Chase, JP Morgan Chase. W- praised Trump as getting many things kind of right.
1: I think he also said, um, bizarrely, that um, Democrats need to listen to Trump supporters, listen to what they have to say.
0: Yeah, which is, which is true. I do believe in that. But when what you have to say is rules for thee and not for me.
1: Exactly. Um, His listen to is kind of agree with. Right. <laughs> When they're when they're
0: openly lying, the the Supreme Court justices that have taken away our rights are openly lying to get in power.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: When when your leaders are pushing things like the big lie about the election, I I, you you should you know what you're you're losing. You're losing me. Totally. I don't think the flat earther has a place at the discussion at the science table. Right. That's what I'm saying. And and and. He he. even, Jamie Dimon even said uh, Trump was all bark and no bite. I can't take that chance. My rights are being destroyed right exactly. now. He said he'd be a dictator on day one. Believe him. I can't take that chance. So Greta Thunberg, in fact, is, has donated most of the money she's gotten to various charities. Uh, uh, her prizes, she's middle class, upper middle class. Uh, she's she's not rich. She's not ripping anybody. Just
1: because... Drifting off of one's likeness, personality, cult of personality, is something that conservatives would do. That is something they would assume she would be doing because they would be doing it.
2: Yeah. So of course yeah. she would be
1: doing that. That would make perfect sense in well, a lot of folks' minds. True or not?
0: And I mean, uh, we we often talk about snake oil on this show. Uh, there's no end, you know. The people are right when they say, "Yeah, people do scam. They do scam and they do fraud." Uh, but uh, believe it or not, uh, Sweden has open tax shit. So anybody can go look at the fucking taxes she mm-hmm. files. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about tax dodging? Don't look at Greta Thunberg. Look at the uh, the Panama Papers that got leaked and then everybody forgot about. <laughs> right. That's not even a conspiracy theory, Ron. I wish it was. <laughs> You see, kids, there were these Panama Papers, and they, they described how everybody all over the world, all the rich, powerful people, were hiding their money and not paying taxes on
1: it. But nobody cared. Panama Papers. That's just that really crappy movie from the 80s. I know. I, I saw that one. The Panama Papers. Oh, damn. Paper. Is that a Robert <laughs> Ludlum story? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Oh. oh.
0: Anyway. All right. Next fact, check. Firearms expert claims... Alec Baldwin should have checked the gun's chamber, and that's why he got arrested. Uh, The the Rust shooting in New Mexico, where actor, producer Alec Baldwin, while practicing a quick draw, famously shot and killed the cinematographer. Um, Was it fact-checked that a firearms expert called him out and said it was on him? Or... Is there a guy, spiritual cult leader, spreading disinformation about slavery, saying Black Americans are not descended from Africans, rather they're Native Americans?
1: I'm going to say the second story is the fact check. That is correct. Yeah, that was mostly a guess. <laughs>
0: a guy named Rashad Jamal. Uh-huh. He's got a lot of crazy theories. He's got a YouTube channel called the University of Cosmic Intelligence. A lot of crazy. Uh, Yeah. A lot of claims about weather control. Governments run by reptiles. Yeah. He's claiming (laughs) black Americans are the true Native Americans. (laughs) That he, he even he's like if Africa If we I'm I'm quoting him, if we really came from Africa, they would have hopped on them ships and came over and got us a long time ago. Wow.
1: Impeccable logic. Uh,
0: So, uh, yes, Rashad Jamal was fact checked. No, in fact, uh, black people in America are actually descended from Africa. They are not Mm -hmm. the true Native Americans. Just insulting in two ways, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you're <laughs> you're insulting native americans and africans like wait wait like what? Brad. Anyway, okay, last one. Last one. Video and pictures on social media show hundreds of thousands of people in Germany claim is they are demonstrating against right-wing extre- extremism. Or okay. Nikki Haley has used Harp technology to disrupt the Iowa caucus by making the weather bad. Now, uh, Harp is a high-frequency active auroral research program. Okay, um, so
1: that's pretty impressive abilities there. Oh, uh, that sounds more like it would be a Dark Brandon uh, ability, uh, not a Nikki Haley ability.
0: Oh, you don't you don't think Nikki Haley was com- commanding the Harp program to?
1: Like I said, if anyone was, it was, it was uh, dark uh, Brandon. Um, he, when he turns those powers on, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, yeah. Um, I'm going to say the Nikki Haley one was fact checked. I'm just going to, wing oh, it there. you
0: are three for three today. That oh, yeah, one was yeah, yeah. actually fact checked. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people of uh, people did demonstrate against mm-hmm. right wing extremism in Germany. There's no doubt about that. No need to fact check that. That happened. Uh, and also Nikki Haley has no connection to harp. She did not, I, I guess I should back up. First of all, harp can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, uh, and I think, I think maybe our, our entertainment does this yeah. to us, right? Um,
1: is that the same technology? Is it the same technology that, uh, um, Russia accused NATO of using in the black sea to create large waves? I think they recently, uh, made that accusation that. Uh, Joe Biden used a, a secret NATO weapon to shake the Black Sea to cause bad weather, which caused them to lose some assets, I believe.
0: Damn, I had not heard that. That's that's amazing. Um, <laughs> there's yeah, there's this thing. If you don't understand the science, it's it's might as well be magic, right? Right. Like if mm-hmm. if you and I got thrown back in time to the Renaissance with our laptop computer full of TV shows that's gonna be magic to them we're wizards they don't understand it completely and and I i feel like a lot of these conspiracy theories really lean into that like they don't understand what harp is doing so it may as well be controlling the fucking weather
1: i don't understand it therefore it is nefarious and i must challenge it
0: yeah it's fucking magic it's it was established in 1993 To research the ionosphere. Also the University of Alaska Fairbanks. The same people who taught us about mammoths earlier. They're
1: really into scary shit. They are the Illuminati, aren't they?
0: Mapping the movement of mammoths and Mm -hmm. turning the Iowa blizzard cold.
1: They have eyes everywhere. (laughs) They got eyes
0: everywhere. (laughs) I I I'd have to to research it myself, but uh uh I can guarantee you they don't have. That whatever they're doing doesn't affect the weather enough to especially localize it, like we're gonna put a blizzard right on Iowa.
1: If it did, would we have a snowpack issue over the last thirty years in the West, degrading the you know, the amount of water in the Colorado River system? I yeah, think right. we would we would use this technology to give ourselves plenty of water in our arid west. Yeah. No, we're gonna use it to fuck with people. Right?
0: There was a guy in uh like 2016 that used math to show uh how conspiracies unravel. dr david grimes oxford university actually put together an equation to express how difficult it is to keep a conspiracy under wraps uh the sooner or later a person will talk Mm. right so he actually built an equation to calculate how many people could be involved like the tu- the Tusca- he and he used real life examples. Uh, he used the 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 NSA security Prism surveillance program. Mm-hmm. Um, it involved thirty six thousand people, and it was revealed by Edward Snowden after about six years, right? Mm-hmm. And then he brought up the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, oh, ugly, uh, where yeah, where they they gave syphilis to all those black dudes and then withheld penicillin treatment, didn't tell them they had it just
1: to see what would happen. Very Dr. Mengele.
0: Oh, very, very. That involved 6,700 people. uh, And a guy named Dr. Peter Buxton blew the whistle after 25 years. Hmm. So he was like, okay, based on this, we can get an estimate of, like, the more people you add, the quicker it gets revealed, right? Yeah. So he estimated the moon landing hoax would would have began in 1965 using Hmm. his parameters uh, with NASA's 411,000 employees the mm-hmm. hoax would have been revealed at about 3.7 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, if it's, now it's oh, more than 50 years old, he says that at most it could have had 250 people involved. Hmm. Um, wow. Thus, scientifically it's more reasonable to believe the moon landing happened, regardless of the technology it built pyramid style to get us where we are today. That's right. another thing now, I like to point
1: to. And you have all the the misinformation, still new stuff coming out all the time, like just recently, the accusation, or the, yes, the I guess uh, people saying that Buzz Aldrin is now saying that the moon landing was fake. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's a question I've seen on Cora a couple of times of late. They, you know, I heard the news that Buzz Aldrin is now denying the moon landing. But don't they remember? It, was, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, it's probably 15 years ago now where he punched that guy out for saying, hey man, moon landing didn't happen. He knocked that guy on his ass.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. he laid that dude out. <laughs> yeah, Buzz, Buzz Aldrin is a man of science. I, I admire that guy. Yeah. Um, uh, and and the fact that uh, he's he's kind of a badass. He's ninety four years old, still alive.
1: He's cantankerous. Don't fuck yeah. with him.
0: Yeah, fucking astronaut, engineer, and fighter pilot.
2: Yeah,
0: legit. Wow. Anyway, all right. Let's. Uh, you know. In, like to leave everybody with, uh, with some feel good news. Let's move on. Let's get let's get something make us feel good. Get out of this dark conspiracy, Ben.
1: That sounds wonderful.
0: Uh, okay, Ron, the Galapagos Conservancy, uh, <sighs> a uh, organization down in South America. A magical place. Magical place. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you get a chance, you should go. Uh, they just airlifted 136 juvenile tortoises to Isabella Island, their only natural habitat on Earth. Yeah. These giant Galapagos tortoises are between the ages of five and nine years old. They were hatched and raised uh, at the breeding and rearing center, where dedicated park rangers ensured their well-being. And then they they moved them from that center to the wild. So so they they isolated and like raised them healthy, got them got them to juvenile age, where they're you know tor- tortoises are very famously as babies very vulnerable. Mm. Uh, so you know they they got them got them uh, got them raised. Where they think they're they're old enough now to get out there.
2: Outstanding.
0: Yeah. Uh so so they're really trying to restore the ecological balance of this island chain, uh the, the Galapagos Island chain in, in Ecuador. Um and tortoises are a big part of that. they they eat a lot of the plants uh and, and keep keep the ecosystem stable.
1: And this is a a highly uh, endangered species, I'm assuming. Do they know how many how many individuals there are left? Out of curiosity, if you love me, an endangered species success story. There are so few and far between. With these, you, know, you hear every every week uh, another extinction. We are in the middle of this new mass extinction, it seems.
0: So they're they they're, they're comprised of. They're, I'm sorry, they're comprised of 15 subspecies. Two of those are already extinct. Ooh. But I guess the, all the different islands have a different subspecies, obviously. Darwin was, was discovering but the The
1: isolation in, increased the selection, yeah. The, the differentiation between the species.
0: The captive breeding stuff started in 1959. There were only 200 adults. So this, this has been going on for a while. Today, there are 17,000. Now, when you're coming from 200, that sounds like a ton. But wow. uh, they used to have over they used to have over a quarter million. That's so, yeah, seventeen thousand still pretty tiny compared to two hundred fifty thousand, right?
1: But still, quite the
0: success. Yeah, that's according to the London Zoo. I I Hi. when I made it to Ecuador, I did not have the money to go to the Galapagos. Yeah, my parents are
1: lucky enough; they've been a couple times. They say it's amazing.
0: I, I had to make the choice to either get take the airplane to see the Nazca lines or the boat to see the Galapagos.
1: Ooh, ooh tough
0: choice. I didn't know if I would uh, make it all the way to Ecuador with money because I just kind of went down there backpacking around with a friend. Open-ended, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, I don't know. But I definitely, like I was in Nazca. I was like, I, okay, well, while we're here, I got to do it, right? You, you got it. It is a tough choice, but you know, I stand by it. Peru's fucking amazing. Ecuador's cool. I saw more in Peru than Ecuador. Uh, but anyway, giant tortoises, 136 juveniles just released on Isabella Island. That uh, that makes me smile. You, if, if you're having a bad day, go look at some, some pictures of some cute animals. Giant tortoises is, is up there with some some adorable photos.
1: Baby, baby sea tortoise. Oh. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I, I like the ones with the really long necks, like sticking them out to eat. Like,
1: ah! Yeah. Awesome.
0: <laughs> Anyhow. All right. Sadly, you know what that, that brings us to, Ron? Ah, uh-huh. yeah, I know. I'm having a good time, too. But all good things do have to eventually come to an end. Uh, today's episode brought to you by Dunder Mifflin, where bad bosses are born. Give a shout out to science, congeniality and the social contract, making society better than anarchy for many of the last thousands of years. Uh, Ron, do you have any final words, thoughts, or goodbyes? Stay uh, thirsty. Stay thirsty. With a ham's beer. <laughs> mm, tastes like ham. <laughs> Call us hams.
1: <laughs> Call us. <laughs> Talk to our people.
0: Have a wonderful day, folks. <laughs> if you had a good time with us today, you know what to do. Tell someone that needs to hear us. Uh, you can find us over at HiveCocktails.com. We're on TikTok, YouTube, Discord. Uh, if you're in a giving mood, please Come show your support over at Patreon. We'll have all those links in the episode description. Thanks for stopping by, hanging out. Now go out and be well.
1: Now things are ending,
0: it's time to go. No more to get through, thanks for listening, that's our show. Ain't affectation, we're just leaving you half caught. Half caught, half caught. We had a good time talking today. But even best times eventually they fade away. Ain't adjuration, or we're just leaving half-cars.